Monday, October 16th, and we keep things rolling here over on the Plus. Welcome to the Damon Bruce Show. Larry and I, not even moments ago, wrapped up another huge 49ers wake up. I hope you plan on, if you're not already, joining us for that starting at 8 a.m. I know so many of you were over there. You're now over here. Cheers and thank you so very much. No sip of the day on the board today, but this is a cheers to you for your unending loyalty and listenership and viewership. Thank you so much. It means the world to me. Really do appreciate it. So, you know, I mean, we can go over old ground. We can spend a lot of time today getting into the chat. We'll kind of askew Club Plus and just kind of hop right into a conversation back and forth with everyone because we know where we are here. We know where we are. Uh, we're at a, a situation that the 49ers did themselves no favors to get through. Uh, they certainly had no favors from an officiating crew. Uh, the, 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 the crew's not supposed to give favor to anyone, but a couple of huge decisions went against the 49ers, obviously. And it was a rainy, ugly, nasty, defense-filled afternoon. And the 49ers were still in position to win that game. Still in position to win that game when it was all said and done and because of a miss, they didn't do it. Now, there are a lot of things that went into the soup before that missed field goal. It's very easy to look at that one moment, circle it, and say, that's why. I, I, I don't think that, that that's why they lost that game. They left a lot of points out on the field in the first half. They left uh, uh, all points out on the field after the Fred Warner interception, which had them starting with the ball at the Cleveland twenty six. You can't, can't start at a team's 26-yard line against the best defense in football and come away with zero points. So that was bad. And to me, as I said earlier, and I really mean this, I just think that Kyle's biggest mistake of the day was on third and seven. You're sitting there with nine seconds left in the game. You got a timeout, and you trot out a rookie kicker who's already missed one from 41 yards. When I'm going to tell you right now, I can prove to you mathematically that a 39-yard field goal is easier to make than a 41-yard field goal. Shorter is better. I don't know how to, you know, not a, not a lot of men walk around saying that, right? Shorter is better. Um, but when it comes to kicking field goals, shorter is always better. If your argument is, Damon, you want to try the field goal on third down because if anything goes wrong with the snap, you have another down in which to execute the field goal. Theoretically, I get it. I'm also going to tell you that snap and hold is less of an issue in professional football than it is in any other level of football where you might want to do that. High school where it's an adventure, college where it can be an adventure. You got a professional long snapper and a holder. Normally, that is executed without flaw. Without flaw. What is the execution on good snap, good hold around all field goals this year? 98-something percent? I mean, there's some mistake somewhere. Sure, sports happens. But the choice between would you like two attempts at something that is pretty routine and automatic, or would you like to be closer? Every kicker in the world, especially a rookie one, is saying, I'd like to be closer, please. And I couldn't believe that Kyle didn't run down one more one more play. One more play. 
Get the brotherly shove into your playbook. Get the tush push into your playbook. Do something that can buy you two, three yards. Or again, you got a timeout. Maybe Moody wants it in the center of the field. How about this? Would you like it in the center of the field from 41 yards out? Or would you like to be, I don't know, 31 yards out because we caught everybody sleeping and we ran around tackle and we picked up a few yards that way and now you're closer. I To me, that's where. That's where Kyle, if you wanted to circle what's Kyle's worst decision of the day, not running one more play to get his rookie kicker closer. I don't get it. I don't get it. I know what the excuse is. Doesn't mean I get it. And I really don't like it. And the Niners have lost. Christian McCaffrey, oblique, Debo, shoulder, and Trent Williams, even though he went back in there, let's see how that ankle is barking today. Very interesting press conference later this afternoon from Kyle Shanahan when he is going to be addressing some injuries that, should they linger, could be the first real sign of the 49ers are knocked off their path of who they want to be, who they're supposed to be. Um, we'll see what these injuries are. Hopefully there's nothing catastrophic, traumatic, no big deal, doesn't feel or look or even sound like that right now, but it's on to Minnesota. It is on to the Minnesota Vikings, and we will see what the 49ers got after an extra day to get ready for a very beatable Minnesota team if indeed Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, or Trent Williams is unable to go. Hopefully Drake Greenlaw is back. But I'll tell you right now, as disappointing as the loss was, okay, as disappointing as that loss was, everything that you wanted the 49ers season to be still could be. There is no reason to doubt them. That is a very good defense that they played on a very sloppy track, and that is built to take good offensive concepts and reduce them to afterthoughts. And that's what the Niners got done to their offense. Brock Purdy didn't have a good day. The running game did not have a good day, whether it be Christian McCaffrey, anyone, didn't matter. The 49ers did not get done the things that they need to get done to be at their very best. Getting a big lead early, staying ahead of the chains, these things did not happen. And that went into the soup of the 49ers losing for sure. Again, great to see all of you in here. We're going to hop right into some chats in just a second. Lots of people got a lot to talk about, and uh, we'll get to all of you in a matter of moments. I don't know what you plan on doing for lunch today. After a loss, you're going to feel better with a delicious sandwich sitting in your belly. Get one at Ike's. Download the Ike's Reward app. You will find yourself surrounded by his restaurants. They're almost everywhere, certainly throughout the Bay Area. You can have them delivered to you. They're greater than just in the Bay Area. You can find Ike's in a lot of places. But if you download the Ike's Reward app, you start earning free sandwiches by eating at Ike's. You're going to want to do that delicious absolutely fantastic sandwiches. You already know the legend. Find out for yourself. Get yourself to Ike's. Have one delivered to you. Stefan has been delivering winners throughout the entire season. I know he didn't have the right position on the Niner game. How many of you did? Um, Stefan is still the hottest handicapper in all of Las Vegas, and you can find out for yourself at bottomlinebets.com. Daily, weekly, and monthly subscriptions are available. He's still given an offer for the completion of the year, and that's the way you're going to want to go because this guy 
cooks when it comes to playoff baseball, two playoff baseball games coming up tonight. You're going to want to get on what Stefan is putting down over at bottomlinebets.com before you make another bet. Consult with the hottest handicapper in Las Vegas, Stefan, bottomlinebets.com. Find out for yourself. So we also want to thank um, mybookie.ag for sponsoring the show. You can use promo code Damon over there to get a, a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. You need a place to use some of Stefan's information. Mybookie.ag. Find out. It's a fun place. Fun place to be. You can find out for yourself just by going. Make sure your credit card is signed up for international use because it's offshore, baby. You can go into the casino and find out for yourself. It's unlike any other gambling site that you're going to find anywhere. Go to mybookie.ag. So what have we got here today? We got a lot of frustrated Niner fans that did not go the way you wanted it to, didn't go the way you hoped it to. But I'm going to tell you that Cincinnati defense is going to win a lot of games. They're going to win a lot of games. You know, as long as they don't have an offense making mistakes, they're going to win games with that defense. And look, they already beat the Joe Burrow Bengals, holding Joe to 83 yards. I mean, if Brock did that yesterday, you'd have people jumping off of buildings downtown. So it wasn't a good day. It wasn't the worst day. There will be better days. And I don't think that you need to worry about this team now been, you know, oh, you were exposed. No, 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 no. Um, Debo goes out. McCaffrey goes out. Kittle's basically a no. The only time I saw George Kittle yesterday was in the Zenny commercials. But seriously. That stupid commercial, him in black and white with his ratty kind of trailer park hairdo going around. Like it just, it, I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that commercial. And the only place I saw George Kittle was during the eyeglasses commercial yesterday. He had one nice block, um, and and he was he was absent from the game. Drops for Ayuk, not good. Couple of officiating decisions, definitely not good. You got to take you got to take human error out of the game, and you either use replay all the way for every play, or get it out of the game. Gibson's hit on the defenseless receiver is one of the bigger piles of bullshit I've seen served up in football this year. And the Zapruder film level of was his wrist here or here, like when you're falling over at a 55 degree angle, you're not really trying to get a pass off, especially when, you know, your, your arm is hit and I think that ball might be coming loose a little more than your hand is going forward. I thought that there was a turnover denied on a P.J. Walker fumble that was not. And I thought that there was a first down given on a crucial third and 10 on a hitting a defenseless receiver that was not. We will not complain about officials with two missed field goals, but we have to bring these things up. Because there's a lot that went into a defeat that they're lucky it wasn't worse. The fact that they were lining up for a game-winning kick at the end of that game, even though they missed it, like that alone is a little impressive. And then feel free to get a little closer there, Kyle. Why the hell not? 
Uh, Larry disagreed with me. I think that there was a huge opportunity blown in this game early again. So it's 49ers 7 to nothing. Kyle comes out and he scores on his opening drive. Once again, it's 7 to nothing. The teams then trade missed field goals. And then the 49ers go 3 and out. The one time we saw George Kittle make a play, he uh, converted a third and I believe six, but Burford got hit with an illegal use of hands, so the catch never happened. Tack on the yardage. It's third and 13. Purdy hits Ayuk in his hands, and Ayuk doesn't come down with the ball. Can't have that, man. Instead of 14-0 or 10-0 after three possessions, it's still 7-0. That's a win for the Cleveland Browns. A drive that began on Cleveland's 26-yard line after the Warner interception was turned into zero points. Can't have that against the number one defense in football. You can't. So points were at a premium. They blew some premium points right there. Old Dirty Hungus. Then it was awful, dude. Mixing up which team held a face mask, phantom holds, just all around amateurish slop. Yet look, it was a crew that demonstrated we're not dialed in. We're not dialed in. They're marching off yardage in wrong direction. They're calling face masks on wrong teams. They are looking at a guy take what one too many stride up the sideline. He comes back inbound, and that that's going to be a penalty. I mean, that's easy to ignore right there. Why they're all over that and missing calls elsewhere? I don't know. But any single time, the Niners might have gotten the benefit of the doubt. They were not given the benefit of the doubt by this officiating crew, which also had a bad day for Cleveland. More flags, more penalty yardage yesterday than in any other game that's been played in the NFL this year in Cleveland yesterday. So that was a flag fest. That was a flag fest. And if the Browns were going to win that game, uglying it up was the formula that they needed to run. And they ran it. And I'm not saying they got help running that, but it did not work. What the Niners wanted to do did not work. What the Browns wanted to do did work. Niners offensive line got worked. And they didn't go opening up holes for a day of competent rushing attack at all. Just didn't happen. Did not happen. AJ Cruz, hashtag true Pluser. Well, thank you very much, AJ. I do appreciate it very much. You have been in here since day one, so many of you do. Jimbo, hey, at least the Vikings play in a dome. Hooray. Hooray. Again, the goal of this year isn't to beat the Browns in week six or the Vikings in week seven. The goal of the year is to win the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is still very much blipping on the radar. And the Niners aren't the only team in football to lose on the road to a backup quarterback yesterday. It happened to the Eagles as well. And as the 49ers got scared about their left tackle, Eagles fans today are waiting for what the injury is on Lane Johnson. He had to come out of a game. So the war of attrition has officially begun between the two best teams in the NFC. And I'll tell you what, Detroit, looking at you, Detroit, 
looking like a good team. So very, very good. Uh, I don't know what it would Hold on. True Blue for Evis says, damn, Smokey Robinson still got it. Oh, I thought you I thought you were telling me that Smokey Robinson had passed away there. NPR just released his tiny desk show. I didn't have True Blue Forever as an NPR guy. I mean, I had him as absolutely a uh, Smokey Robinson guy. NPR? Didn't have that one. Nice job. Although, what are you doing listening to radio? Radio's dead. YouTube is the future. Welcome. Isn't it amazing, by the way? This is all you need to know about how petty and scared radio is. Both KNBR and 95.7 The Game are coming after Larry and I's sponsors. That's all you need to know. Those unimaginative fucks in both those sales department got nothing to do. Both those stations are watching us like a hawk. They should be shitting their pants. And I wasn't coming after any of your sponsors. There's not a sponsor on this show that hasn't reached out to me. They're reaching out to me. They're coming to me. Your sales department couldn't sell the number one rated afternoon show in sports in the market. Ray and I were kicking KNBR's ass. And you couldn't sell the show. So you got to let go of me and now you're coming after my sponsors? Like, seriously, fuck you guys. Could be no more Mr. Nice Guy time. Might have to get Steven Moskowitz. Just start plucking away your sponsors. Two can play at that game. Here's the thing. Your advantage is you got an entire sales department. It's just me and Jillian sending emails, and we'll still kick your ass. They're much more worried about me than I am about them. Plus Army One Arise. Thank you very much. Rise, indeed. How about Boach with that win yesterday? It's what Bruce Bochy does. He oversees well-pitched postseason games more than anybody I can think of. Chua, very good question. Damon, should Kyle be on the hot seat? Absolutely. Get that guy's hot seat. I know that there's some content creators who are finally able to poke their heads out of their gopher holes and pretend that they could even know what they're talking about today. So congratulations, to all of them. But yeah, it's uh, it, it, not a hot seat. Not a hot seat. But I didn't like I didn't like Shanahan's game yesterday. And Shanahan got stripped alive. He did. There's something about that Schwartz record against him that carried water once again. Tiger Tank 06 says Shanahan played too conservatively yesterday and someone better be on the phone getting a new kicker. Well, again, I do think you call Robbie Gold this week and just gauge interest and you ask for a, 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 a right of first refusal. Then, hey, Robbie, if you are coming back, come back to us. I don't know if it's time to give up on Jake Moody after missing two kicks, but Larry asked a legitimate question. What's the number of kicks before you do start doubting him? He had made all of them up to this point, so there was no doubting him. He had his whole family at the game yesterday. His whole family, like 10, 12 people. 
were there. I've seen the Instagram photo with him standing with his whole family in the stands and he misses two field goals, including the game winner. That's brutal. Excuse me, I got a cough. I hit the cough button. That's why I didn't hear it. Look at me. I'm my own host, my own producer, my own sales department, and my own board op. By the way, I know some of you are looking for good news. Ray Ratto got back to me, and we might be doing something together in November. Ray is traveling for the rest of the month. He's on the East Coast, so good for Ray. But Ray is not out of the circle of love. He doesn't have me on his pay-no-mind list after all. So maybe something happens there eventually. This is a tough loss. But a wake-up call to make adjustments. Rather have this now than later in the year. Yeah, and look, what you need to be later in the year is healthy. Because you saw what a not-fully-ready-to-go Niner team looked like yesterday when McCaffrey and Debo went out. It changed things. Losing one of those guys is a lot. Losing both of those guys is too much for even this team to overcome. Certainly against a defense. Rockin' New Era 84. We all knew and know that Kyle plays too conservative. This isn't surprising. Let me just say this. Kyle's conservative game plan still almost worked yesterday. I just don't like you didn't get his kicker a little bit closer. I will also give Kyle full grace when he is asked about this today and he says, hey, I believed my kicker could make a 41-yard field goal. I don't think that's a huge ask. I don't think that is an outrageous expectation that my kicker is going to make a 41-yard field goal in the NFL. Rookie kicker, veteran kicker, Hall of Fame-bound kicker, you're a professional kicker. 41 yards is a, well, we really shouldn't even be talking about whether this is going to be made or not. That's that 40 and in is automatic, right? I mean, you got 35 yard field goals for point after touchdowns. So we're just six yards behind a point after touchdown here. Should have gone in, should have gone through. He pushed it. He pushed it. Emmanuel Acho said the Niners played a lot of that game without Christian McCaffrey, or Debo Samuel, or Dre Greenlaw, who missed the entire game, yet they were still a 41-yard field goal goal away from winning on the road. I'm not really worried at all. Again, I'm not worried at all either. Didn't think this team was going undefeated. Good defenses are a great way to go about running into your first loss, and the 49ers ran into a really good defense. Unfortunately, their defense wasn't good enough to slow down a better-than-expected Cleveland running game, especially with their banged-up offensive line. And P.J. Walker, he wasn't great, but he was good enough. He was good enough. Brock didn't have a good game. You know, Larry said he went back, he watched the tape, he only missed six throws. I think it was more than that. I, You know, I didn't think he had a good day. Felt like he was behind everybody. Just... It, the vibe coming off of Brock was just, he, he wasn't in rhythm beyond the opening drive of the afternoon and the final drive of the afternoon. Everything that the Niners did in between the opening drive and final drive was not good enough. Would they have one passing yard between the end of that first drive and the fourth quarter? 
Like, that's unacceptable. I don't care how good that defense is. Got to be better than that. Jimbo says that Brown, the uh, Browns kicked our O-lines is ass. It's a donkey. Thank you very much. I saw that emoji, Jimbo. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's something to that for sure. Why did McCaffrey jog back in there? Because he felt he could keep playing. He felt he could keep playing. You know, I don't know. How's, how's a doctor supposed to measure an oblique injury before you do an MRI? He thought he could still go, learned quickly he couldn't, and that's that. But I'm not going to drop any negligence or anything on that. Kyle needs to seriously think about hiring a full-time offensive coordinator. No, I'm, I'm not going to go there. I like the way Kyle calls a game. Uh, but it was just a bad day yesterday. It was a bad day. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't think now is the time to re-examine how the Niners do things. Kyle, before yesterday, had a 15-game regular season win streak, the second longest in franchise history. I didn't hear a single person in any of those games say, maybe it's time you hire a true offensive coordinator. Not once. So I don't know if the, there's any truth to it now or need for it now. Mistake by the lake. Yeah. Plenty of mistakes made yesterday. Plenty mistakes made yesterday. Irwin's still going conspiracy theory. Las Vegas very happy with that Niners and the Eagles loss this week. I think so. I think so. RIP Cougar Rebel and I agree about this. That was a horrendous call on Gibson, not even close to being a penalty. I would agree with that. Not even close. Not even close. There was no negligence. There was no intended trying to injure an opponent out there at all. VIP Patel says this was a really good bad loss only because of injuries. Given a field goal away from winning, I'll take it and move on. Well, that's it. Having a short memory is a great Asset, not just for cornerbacks, but every football team. You shouldn't bask too long in a win. You shouldn't be too down about a loss. Nothing that happened this week is going to affect what happens on Monday in Minnesota. So they know that. They know that. All right. You know, will they call Robbie Gold this week? Will they call? I don't know. Stacy Leo, better late than never. Hello, Stacy. Good to see you. Chef A says, "Look, a lot of bizarre losses this weekend. Look at the look at the Buffaloes getting surprised by Stanford. How about that game from that kid at Stanford that no one had ever heard of ever? And he turns into freaking Jerry Rice for one night in Colorado. All I'm going to tell you is that Colorado's." Very fun ascension to big man on campus. A little less now than before, right? I mean, a lot less now than before. I don't know if we need them on uh, national TV and every game day anymore. 
VIP Patel, Cleveland defense. Oh, did I say offense? What did I say? Eagle? Yeah, Cleveland defense. Sorry if I misspoke. I've been, I've been up early. Kyle says, uh, or excuse me, Anthony Blakely says, Kyle's fault. Little bit. Little bit. That was a terrible day of offensive football from a man who is, you know, supposed to be the guy who shows up with a lot of offensive football all the time. 215 total yards are the fewest by an offense coach by Kyle Shanahan, either as a head coach or offensive coordinator since 2014 when he was the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland had 107 yards against the Cincinnati team in a 30 to nothing loss that was one of Johnny Manziel's eight career starts. So you have to go back to a Johnny Manziel led Browns team to find a worst day of football for Kyle Shanahan. That ain't good. Dolanite says, you know, the national sports media makes excuses for Joe Burrow, but they won't give any wiggle room at all to Brock Purdy. Well, that's because Joe Burrow was the number one pick in the draft. And so everybody just lines up to chug that as hard as they can. And Purdy, who is the last pick of the draft, is an easy to reach punching bag who takes no talent at all to underestimate. And that's what you got. Joe Burrow, super cool, number one pick in the draft, easy to make excuses for. Brock Purdy, easy to never give the benefit of the doubt, right? Everyone's waiting for Brock Purdy's train of good football to stop. And he finally catches a loss in the regular season, so there are going to be people trying to victory lap that. I don't think it was all Brock's fault that they lost, but look, here's the thing. It's also not our job to lay Brock down gently in his cradle every night after we rock him to sleep. I think there are times where you just say, hey, dude, that wasn't good. And yesterday's one of those days. Brock, that wasn't good. Offensive line, that wasn't good. 49ers running game, that wasn't good. 49ers defensive line, that wasn't good enough. Special teams, not even close to being good enough. So, man, not a great day of 49ers football. Davis says, uh, Damon, great thumbnail. Do you like that one today? Can't spell Cleveland without an L. Chef A, she's calling bullshit, bullshit penalties. Uh, regardless, a lot of crappy calls, crappy plays. It happens, hopefully. Get it out of your system. Next, it's the right way to go about it. Josh, Yosh, Yosh Youngberg. For those complaining or worried about Brock, it was his first rain game. He's still really good. It was just a learning experience. I'm sure he'll be ready in Minnesota. Look, to me, I'm ready to give Brock the benefit of the doubt of he's good. I think if you're using everything he's done in his career up to this point, including winning playoff games, you should reach the conclusion that he's good. If you were waiting for his bad game 
to be your, up oh, back to my original talking point, he can't play? Well, congratulations. You got one of those yesterday. Let's see how many more you get. Because I think that the data points are very much pointing to this kid being a real NFL quarterback. Congratulations. He had one bad day. You know who has bad days? Everyone in this league. This league is made sure to make sure you have bad days. That's what it is. Everything in the NFL is trying to strip you of your success at all times. That's why the league is fantastic. You know, Brock didn't have a great day. Brandon Ayuk had a worse day. George Kittle had no day. Debo Samuel's day got cut short, as did Christian McCaffrey's. If you can't see the big picture on that, and you just got to focus in and blame it all on one person, one moment, you really don't know how any of this works. And I'm not saying you, any of you, but the national media has more dumb voices hosting national shows than ever before. And that's going to be one other thing that we do talk about today in terms of how the world is working because I read an excellent piece by Ethan Sherwood Strauss. Um, and we'll get into that in, in just a little bit because it says an awful lot, not only about the way the world works, but media and just why things will never really be. Now more than ever, you got ch- you got to, Be really careful where you're getting your information because the amount of unqualified people sharing information dwarfs the number of qualified people sharing information. We'll get to all that in a second, though. DB, can we talk about another huge face mask on Christian McCaffrey? The league needs to do something about it. Uh, Yeah. I mean... They're out there trying to hurt the guy. There's no doubt. I I think that that's sometimes an accident, but that needs to be, like, to to me, some of these vicious face masks need to be officiated as hard as the non-vicious hit that Gibson put on a quote-unquote defenseless receiver. Again, you got to outlaw jumping if that's a defenseless receiver. It is not the defense's job to make sure that both of your feet are on the ground before I tackle you. It's not. T from the 203, who, by the way, dropped a super chat during Niners Wake Up. Thank you, T from the 203. Did the 49ers travel back to the Bay Area or stay in the Midwest? They did travel back. They came back for this one. They might not have had they had another Sunday to play, but since it's Monday night, they did come back home. By the way, the Super Bowl's in a dome. That is correct. In Las Vegas this year. Old Dirty Hungus, for what it's worth, if your takeaway from this game is Brock sucks or anything about Trey you might just be an asshole and not a fan. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It's not even about assholery. It's just you don't even know what you're talking about. So, Yosh, you're right. It's going to have to uh, settle for 16 and 1. 16 and 1. That's, that's the price of admission now. 
Are you serious, Damon Bruce? They're going after your sponsors? Wow. Yeah, dude, they're going after our sponsors. Two tiny little YouTube channels have both these stations shitting their pants. And nobody's listening to KNBR. Nobody. So it's good to have you here. Thank you for choosing us. And all I can tell you, all I can tell you is that if Brock Purdy had the game that Jalen Hurts had, oh my God, oh my God, Hurts threw three picks. If Brock ever threw three picks in a game, oh my God, you'd have people going nuts. This isn't easy. None of this is easy. And some people think it is. Joe Schmo says, uh, KNBR had like 30 viewers post-game. Yeah, and they're the flagship. <laughs> DB, go out and get cars for kids. I would never do that to you. I would never, ever do that to you. Damon, which of your sponsors is getting poached? So first of all, none of them. Because my sponsors aren't leaving me for them. Every single sponsor that is on this show has approached me about being on this show. I haven't really gone out soliciting this show to anyone yet. So um, that's every single sponsor that I have that gets contacted by these stations reaches out to me immediately. What sponsor did they take? They took no sponsor. The only thing that these stations get are D's, as in D's nuts. <laughs> Baron Red says, you know, radio is that uh, that one guy, right? You mean you mean you mean this guy? Come on, D's. D's nuts. That guy. Doesn't matter if you have one ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. Thank you very much, Baron Red. Davis says, uh, imagine if we lose in the NFC championship game over a moody field goal. So this is the situation the Niners have to avoid, right? They either reaffirm and confirm that they are rolling with this kid for real, or you do need, you do need to call Robbie Gold. Look, Robbie Gold could be on a beach drinking umbrella drinks, 25 pounds overweight already, never thinking about kicking another field goal in his life. But the only reason why you drafted a kicker is because you said, we can't afford Robbie Gold. After they signed Hargrave, it was slash and burn, the bottom line, but we've had contracts renegotiated, and with all the cap space, all the cap space that's been created, you can't, you can't say you can't afford it anymore. You can afford Robbie Gold. So if the only reason why you moved on from Robbie Gold is because you couldn't afford him, but now you can, give him a call. 
Damon, rattle watch? Again, I, I reached out to Ray like two, three weeks ago, and I thought, man, he ghosted me. He's like, oh, I just got this. I've been on vacation. I, I'm not surprised that Ray isn't best friends with how to shoot someone a text. Look at this. Trace Jackson Davis was great on Friday, good on Sunday. He's a little bit of a player. And by the way, Indiana is loading up on recruits right now. I won't bore any of you with it, but I'm just telling you, look out for my Hoosiers this year. Damon, I heard the Hoosiers got a five-star commit. There could be two more coming by the end of the week, too. Mike Woodson getting it done. All right. Again, Kaminga playing well. I'm not getting into any of that right now. It's a Monday after a Niner loss. We're not talking about Kaminga. Lots, lots, lots of uh, chats coming in here. We got uh, Lady Duke 7. Sup, Damon? Hello, Lady Duke. The Doc is here. Doc Jazz Hands. I guess we needed one humbling loss. So fine. The players and coaches get one freebie game. After that, I'll be mad. Yeah, again, you, the expectation should never be we better run the table. Thank you, Fish and Chips. Getting a lot of love for the thumbnail today. Thank you. I thought it was a good one, too. I'm glad you like it. Old Dirty Hungus again saying the refs. Big talk today. I think their biggest effect on us was no ability to get rhythm at any point in time. It was a shit show. Advantage Browns. Yeah, they wanted to ugly up the game, and they did. The Niners were never ahead of the sticks all day. They did not have success on first down. Um, it was a rough afternoon. They were behind the chains. They punted, what, six times? So, just one of those days, man. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong, and anything that might go right didn't go right, and it was just just bad day. Bad days are built into this league. There is no doubt. Travis says, you know, they lost more due to injuries. Look, they lost for a lot of reasons. You know, I mean, I, I'm not trying to excuse anything away. I don't think you should be either. Um, yeah, it was a weird day of football. Leslie says USC loses too. Three picks by uh, by Cam at Notre Dame. It's a rough day for 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 good teams on the road. Rough weekend. Joe Schmo, the Stanford game was lit. It really was. They were down 29 nothing at the half. Ninety-five-seven. the game. Cutting losses, I see. Yeah. They just moved into a new studio. They're bragging about it. Look at, look at the way their new studio is set up. They didn't even bother getting that right. They got the tiniest little, they got like a corner office for a whole radio station. I might have a bigger studio down here than they got now. Travis says, come on, Damon, Burrow led his team to the Super Bowl as the best player on that team. So, 
What's got what's that, what's that got to do with the price of tea in China? Brock Purdy won playoff games. He didn't lose a Super Bowl. You know, wouldn't it be just as easy to say Joe Burrow can't win the big one as you could about anybody? Joe Bur- Joe Burrow was held to 83 yards by this Browns defense. So based on that alone, Brock Purdy's much better than Joe Burrow. I hate these stupid total nonsensical comparisons that everyone looks to make all the time. Travis's follow-up was, dude, and he did it like in his second year in the league. What what year is it right now for Brock Purdy? It's his second year in the league. He was in the NFC. If he didn't get hurt in the NFC title game, maybe he would have been in the Super Bowl in his first year in the league. All right. So, I actually have a a doctor's appointment that I do need to be getting to in just a little bit. Let's keep going through here. We'll see if we got any super chats coming in. Um, working hard here for you. Uh, let's see what we got. Hey, at least Damon's got no technical difficulties. Yeah, how's that new studio working out for you? Why don't you get your sales department in there to help you out, you fuckers? I'll tell you what's what's embarrassing is I saw a meme of, you know, George Kittle holding up the the jersey and, you know, this fuck the Cowboys t-shirt. I saw somebody Photoshop that to we lost to Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happens when you're uh, interested in looking super cool in your Zenny frames all the time. It's going to be used against you, especially in a game where you were hard to find on the field, but easy to see during commercials. You know, George Kittle decided I scored three touchdowns last week. I don't even need to play today. And he hardly did. Deepa, you're right about this. Rest in peace, Suzanne Summers. Yeah. Passed away yesterday. She'd been dealing with an awful lot of uh, breast cancer in the last few years, right? I think she she had she had been battling it for a long time. Very very sorry. Very very very. It's too bad. Uh, we got uh, Rich Alexander says, "What crawled up your ass?" I did ask in a respectful manner. I don't know what we're talking about here, Rich. Did I did I jump down your throat? I don't know. Sorry if I did. Everyone's frosty after a loss, right? Purdy is a mid guy with no arm talent from Gary, who obviously missed the game where he was 20 of 21. What are you talking about, Gary? I mean, you got to start coming off your dumb fuck. Grant told me to say it talking points because you're both wrong. What's this? You said 95-7 can't take a loss, so they cut the feed. 
I didn't know what you mean. No, I didn't. I didn't say any of that. I don't. I. I don't know what you're talking about. But I know that they're they're down on YouTube today. Nice new studio you got there. Irwin, thank you. Yeah, I draw the line at cars for kids. I would rather my family and I be homeless. I would rather my family and I be homeless than ever hit you with a cars for kid commercial. And this is the actual truth. Uh, Baron Red says, I actually use cars for kids. It was a smooth process. So did I. I. I did it too. I got no problems with cars for kid other than their commercial, which is one of the worst earworms in the history of ears or worms. Lori Matthews is right. Lori, great to see you in here, by the way. Fan base would explode if Brock threw three picks. Oh, look, there's the one thing that we have learned is there are a lot of people watching football who shouldn't be because you can't handle it. This game's way too intense for some people. Come on, D's, D's nuts. There's my guy. Oh, we're at the D's nuts portion here now. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. No cars for kids. No cars for kids. Damon, who would you rather lose to? The Jets with the Zach Wilson or the Browns with P.J. Walker? Well, P.J. Walker's a much better quarterback than Zach Wilson. P.J. Walker's got a winning record as a starter in this league. Zach Wilson um, does not. And uh, yeah, I, I would I would much rather lose to PJ Walker than, than Zach Wilson. And the truth is, is neither the 49ers lost to one quarterback, nor did the Eagles lose to one quarterback. These teams lost to very stout defenses. And even though your offense might be a shambles, if you got a defense, you can win games. And the Browns just proved it. And the Browns won that game by playing great defense and their ground attack. They had 160 rushing yards on the Niners yesterday. Yes on Robbie Gold. Laura for democracy. She's obviously for experienced kickers too. Damon, screeches on a chalkboard is more listenable than anything on KNBR 95.7 The Game. Look, I, I, I got no problem with uh, any of the hosts on any channel. But the scumbags operating behind the scenes are just that, untalented, dickless scumbags. And I'm talking about, I, everyone knows who I'm talking about. Again, not enough that you tried to take my career away from me. I stuck around and kicking your ass organically from my basement. And now you're trying to come after my sponsors, you fucking pussies. All right. Damon, Ratto at Plus Mania? No chance. No chance, Drew. No chance. Yosh says, will there be another Plus meetup? Yes. 
It's happening during the bye week, baby. November, what do we choose? November 5th, Plus Mania 2. It's the same day as Daylight Savings Time. So when we give you an hour, don't be an hour late or an hour early, whatever that is. But we will have more details the closer we get, but reserve November 5th right now. Larry Kruger scheduled to appear. Gianna Franco scheduled to appear. I might have to call like Albie and Elena. See if we can't get the whole damn band back together. <coughs> Excuse me. I've been coughing for three weeks now. It's great. All right. <clears throat> We are getting close to the end here. Anthony Blakely says, Damon is right, is right. Everyone has to be careful where they get their information from. Lots of false stuff out there. There is. And we'll explain why in just a little bit. 82 Atlanta, Indiana got blasted at Michigan yesterday. It might be time for Tom Allen to go. It was time for Tom Allen to go. Last year, he is a high school coach. He is in over his head. Indiana is still got a, we're going to give uh, Trace Jackson Davis's brother two series. And then we're going to bring in the other. It's week seven. And you still got to, we're figuring out who our quarterback is. Get out of here, dude. It's Mickey Mouse shit. Don't get me going on Indiana football. It is the worst, the most soul sucking experience you can have as a, as a, as a sports fan. So I want to get to the point that I had to make about just the state of media. By the way, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. If you're new in here today, um, it's wonderful to have you in here today. Subscribe, notify. Thank you very much if you do both. It means the world to me. David Ryder says, happy birthday to Bob Weir and John Mayer. I didn't know that they shared a birthday. No wonder why there were such good musical compliments to each other. That's great. I didn't know that. I just learned a little something. The regular Ryan says, Kittle only shows up now when the lights are on. Well, the good news is that there will be a lot of lights on Monday Night Football. Should we get a quick chef tip of the day? Buy a bunch of nesting, buy a bunch of nesting stainless steel bowls. Work left to right. Ingredients in the left bowl. Cutting board. Put the, the ingredients in your right bowl. Use a bench scraper to scoop. Not your knife. It will dull the knife. Yes. A bench scraper for the scoop and score. I thought Nick Bosa got denied a scoop and score. Chef A, but that's a very good chef tip. It's amazing. If you get your mise en place ready to go, if you get your prep station ready to go, the economy of movement throughout a kitchen is uh, very important. Uh, old Dirty Hungus asked, Damon, any thoughts on Jack Hammer? I don't, what's going on with Jack Hammer? I got no idea. 
I, I saw it. People were like, Jack hammered this. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I've never had him on the show. I don't know him at all. I don't know what's going on. And I, I, what's going on? You tell me what's going on with Jack hammer. I have no clue. Great name. I'll give him that much. Is that his real name or is that his nom de plume? Uh, Rick, I'm in Psychoville and Finkel's the mayor. Laces out. That wasn't, that wasn't a problem either. Laces were fine. Snap was fine. The hold was fine. Got beat by a good defense on a bad day for your offense. Button Vixen. We will ask. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to reach out to Elena. Button Vixen. Yeah, you had to have been there. You had to be an OG 95.7 The Game listener right there. <clears throat> All right. So... A guy who I've always enjoyed having on is Ethan Sherwood Strauss. I've been on his show, his podcast. I have got to have him in here. Um, I think he's a really, really smart guy. And he was writing about how it's just rough out there to break into media. And that there are fewer and fewer opportunities to break into media because media doesn't work quite like the way that it used to. So Ethan wrote a big article about shrinking professional sports media and how beat writers, uh, I guess some guy who was just hired in Philadelphia to cover the Sixers, saw the Sixers put out a... um, like, like, we stand with Israel while this is happening in the Middle East. And a guy who covers the team was like, this post sucks, Palestine forever. Now, I don't even want to get into the issue, but if you're a beat reporter, you're just supposed to report on the team. Your opinion about anything is is not, it doesn't matter. But this kid is in his 20s and his career is over before it even begins. And... There is a massive decline, writes Ethan, of opportunity for up-and-comers to establish themselves as a true media brand before branching out on their own or being forced out on their own with a career's worth of experience. You know, I mean, I got a career's worth of experience. Me transitioning to YouTube, a little awkward at first, but we're figuring it out and I'm going to be just fine. But I had 20 years as an established brand in this market. No one gets that anymore. Like your first mistake is your last mistake in a vindictive world that is full of unqualified people doing things in public. Twitter's a great place to ruin your career, and a lot of people are doing that all the time over there. And Ethan wrote a sentence that was just so, it, it resonated with me. He said, in the absence of a thriving industry, this is what we get. People unfit for work. And it's so true. The sports media industry is dying. You know, Ethan got hired to cover the Warriors when he was in his 20s and was a beat writer going around for ESPN. ESPN is never going to hire a traveling beat writer ever again. Ever. 
You know, there are fewer qualified people standing in line for fewer opportunities with fewer chances of making money or career out of it. So you kind of are nuts to get in the line in the first place. And it's just this whole thing is built to fail all of a sudden. And with robust sports coverage and people wanting it from everywhere, you're getting less of it from qualified voices because qualified voices aren't things that these networks bother hiring anymore. And the only way you become a qualified voice is to get hired early on and work somewhere for about a decade and learn the ropes. No one gets that anymore. It's a sad state of affairs. It really is. Rich Alexander, little super chat in my way. All good, D. Bruce. Didn't know 95.7 the game was having issues. I have to do it on the chat if you freaked out. I don't know what's going on. Anyways, Rich, thank you very, very much. You and I are cool and kosher forever. You know that. Old Dirty Hungus. Is this about Jack Hammer? It's a fake name. Jeff Patterson is his real name. He's running some from awful transgressions in his past. Underage girl stuff as a teacher? No, really? Really? Well, I, look, I don't know anything about it, and that sounds serious enough to where I'm not even going to comment on it, but if you... Uh, went out of your way to take advantage of a student. The only thing I know about you is you suck. And you got to go. That's one of those. We don't forgive those. I don't know what the deal is, though. I don't know what's going on there. And again, where are you getting your information? Do we know that? Do you think that? Do you suppose that? Or is that real? If that's real, God, God, he ain't, he ain't going to be lasting around here much longer. Wow. I thought you were going to tell me like, oh, so this Jack Hammer guy said Brock Purdy couldn't play or something like that. I thought that's what you were talking about. I had no idea this is an underage thing. I, uh, how about this? I don't know who he is. And I probably won't. Wow. He got fired the other day by the press Democrat. There's an article on SF gate about it. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'll go read that. Yikes. My goodness. So all I'm going to tell you is that is the show today. I, I got to run off to a doctor's appointment, but thank you for being here, not only for this show, but for 49ers Wake Up as well. Larry and I are going to be doing 49ers Wake Up on Tuesday next week since it's a Monday night football game. But I thank all of you for being here. I thank you, uh, Richard Alexander, for your generous super chat. I thank the rest of you for being a part of this show, being a part of this really cool community that we are building over here. And we're going to be taking out um, radio stations. Again, I was just going to be Mr. Nice Guy. Now it's war. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please do remember that sports don't build character. They reveal it.